Hi everyone and welcome to my new podcast called My ABA Mentor. For this podcast series, we're going to be going a deeper dive into what ABA is and what behavioral health is and also how to apply different concepts to behavioral therapy and ABA therapy. And also we're going to dive deep into being a behavioral health technician and seeing the good sides and the bad sides to it. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, welcome to my ABA mentor. Uh, Today I want to discuss all things ABA and behavioral health here on the show today. I kind of want to give insight focus on ABA agencies. Now, depending on where you're at in the world or the country, here in the United States, we have ABA agencies. What is different and sets that apart from working at a mental facility or therapy office is Applied Behavior Analysis, ABA, is a well-developed research-based scientific discipline among helping other professions that focuses on the analysis, I'm sorry, design, implementation, and evaluation of social and other environmental modifications to produce meaningful changes in human behavior. ABA includes the use of direct observation, measurement, and functional analysis of the relations between the environment and behavior. The practice of ABA is rooted in data which serves as a fidelity check for the effectiveness of recommended strategies and procedures. This ensures that the client or the child or the adult, the ABA program that they're in, is dynamic, never stagnant, objective, and most importantly, effective. It utilizes changes in the environmental events, including ascendant stimuli, which happens before behavior and consequences, what happens after a behavior to create a programming that produces practical and significant changes in behavior. These relevant environmental elements, I'm sorry, (laughs) events are usually identified through a varietal of specialized assessment methods. ABA is based on the fact that a client's behavior is determined by past and current environmental events or cognizances in junction with other genetic and environmental variables. ABA focuses on treating the problems of the disorder by determining functions and maintaining variables in order to support their learning or appropriate and functional behaviors instead of maladaptive or inappropriate ones. ABA is not only evidence-based practice for people diagnosed with autism. It's been proven effect for other diagnoses such as ADHD, depression, and anxiety. It may surprise you to know that many ABA will also be beneficial to neurotypical or typically developing individuals as well. Behavior is all around us, which means ABA can be applied to almost anything or anyone who demonstrates observable and measurable behavior. So with this, um, 
I kind of do want to touch base topics on it because there's so many misconceptions on what ABA therapy is because what I noticed like, like a lot of agencies do get the mix up between you know um whether you're a child or you're um adult who has cognitive you know behavior because they have you know a, men- a mental or developmentally disorder um a lot of agencies don't seem to realize that you know just because you have a loved one who is diagnosed with autism or other um developmentally challenged um disorder they think that okay well since they have this like they need to be in therapy just to help them and i get that like I get that they need that, but sometimes, like, you kind of have to go back and reassess, you know, what they actually need, because a lot of agencies out there, especially in the United States, can um, misconcept this, and you'll end up with, like, really bad results. I've seen it, and it's not, it's not that good. You know, there's things that work for other people that that work for people and things that don't work for certain people and I think you know being in the behavioral health field for so long um you kind of know what your client needs and wants and then you kind of want to see them improve and see them with results you don't want to see them you know struggling with a skill that you're trying to teach teach them to learn and you know have discipline and stuff like that so yeah I just I think that's important (laughs) ABA can be provided in various forms of direct or one-on-one therapy sessions is when where a client reaches services from an RBT registered behavioral technician or behavioral technician Group therapy sessions, e.g. social skills, where a client receives services in a group with services that are provided by RBT or BCBA, RBCBA. Caregiving training is provided by caregivers only without the client present, but with services provided by the BCBA or BCABA. These sessions are perfect to review the client's progress or your child's progress. Discussions concerns learning how to implement strategies and procedures at home. So with this, like they want for you to kind of, you know, learn procedures with the caregiver or the ABA specialist or the BCBA specialist to see what can he do to minimize those behaviors that your child or your loved one has to make sure you know that they're they're stopping the behavior and they get rewarded for it afterwards ABA is is a appropriate approach for children and adults with ASD and children with other developmental developmental disabilities I'm sorry ABA programs may include targets to address concerns such as one, manipulative behavior, two, conversation and pre-conversational skills, adaptive and daily living skills, attending skills, 
Applying gross motor skills, play skills, social skills, communication skills, imitative skills, functional academic skills. ABA should be a team approach. This team includes the child's caregivers, program manager, and behavioral technicians. It also can involve other stakeholders or individuals who may support or benefit from the client's progress. Examples of stakeholders are clients, siblings, teachers, aides, etc. Below are commonly used terms to define roles in the ABA team. A behavioral technician is dedicated to providing one-on-one -on -one services to the clients receiving ABA treatment. Behavior technicians are responsible for implementing the treatment plans and protocols developed by the program managers, depending on a client's level of needs and frequencies of services. Your family may have more than one RBT or behavioral technician assigned to your case. ABT is a paraprofessional who practices under the close ongoing supervision of a program manager. The BT is primarily responsible for the direct implementation of behavior analytics services. The registered behavioral technician, the RBT, is a internationally recognized credential through the Behavioral Analysis Certification Board, the BACB. In order to apply, for the credential, the applicant must complete a 40-hour intensive training on ABA, pass a competency assessment administered by the BCBA or BCABA, and pass a certification exam. Once the credential is earned, the BT practices under a close ongoing supervision of a program manager. The BT is primarily responsible for the inflammation of behavior and analytic services. Further information regarding cert certifications can be found at BACB.com. The program manager Board Certified Behavior Analysis or Assistant Behavior Analysis, BCBA or BCABA. The program manager is, is responsible for coordinating, conducting assessments, treatment plans, development, and supervising behavior technicians. A program manager may also conduct one-on-one -on -one sessions. Your program manager will be the main contact person throughout the client's therapy or your child's or your loved one's therapy. BCBA certifications are delivered through the Behavior Analysis Certification Board. The BCBA therapist is with an expertise in the field of behavior analysis. All BCBAs are required to possess a master's degree in ABA or close related field, while the BCABAs are required to possess at least a bachelor's degree. ABC ABA receives specialized training including quote, coursework and practical experience in behavior analysis. 
The program manager works closely with the family, administers the assessments, and develops intervention plans and supervises the behavior technician. The costs. In some cases, ABA is covered by insurance. It's always important to be aware of your insurance coverage during deductibles and copayments because there are some insurances that don't accept ABA therapy cost or, you know, don't have enough to cover for a deductible for these services because majority of these services are private. So just keep that in mind if you do plan on going through ABA therapy for your child or your loved one. Um, depending on which insurance you choose, I would just highly recommend to do your research more further and figure out, you know, what will be the best cost to cover for ABA therapy for your child or your loved one. To be eligible for diagnostic testing must be completed by a physician such as a developmental pediatrician or a psychologist. <coughs> Excuse me. However, as mentioned above, ABA is proven to be affected for those diagnosed with other conditions. These cases, ABA costs may be funded by private pay or scholarships additional funding. So sometimes what will happen is your child will have an IEP meeting with the teacher and based on what the teacher says, if all depends if your child has a learning disability, they may be able to work something out with you involving ABA therapy, whether or not they see your child succeeding or not in their class. They may have ABA therapy as an option. Every school is different. In the United States, I know here in California, they do kind of work with you with that here. But um, just kind of keep that in mind if you do plan on sending your kid to ABA therapy. So with that, I kind of do want to um, touch base on a bad experience with what ABA therapy agency I had in the past. Um, I'm not trying to... Um, you know, say bad things about this agency or whatever. It's like, they knew their stuff, don't get me wrong, but I got hired on as a um, full-time ABA therapist. And when I first started, like, I loved it. Like, the kids were awesome and everything. But during my trainings, um, I noticed that I was, I was getting, um, really like misinformation with my training and a lot of the girls seemed like they didn't know what the heck they were doing which is why first of all if you're going to school to be an ABA um AB, ABCA um therapist or a behavioral therapist and you know you're trying to do your job I honestly would just like focus more on doing your job rather than, you know, worrying about what you're going to wear to Coachella on a Saturday during spring break. 
I mean, that's just me. Like, I'm more fo- focused on my work than anything. So, uh, yeah. Um, but I did have a bad experience. Like, the girl that hired me, I guess, she kind of threw me under the bus with just um, accepting or extending my offer. Um like, they knew what they were doing, like I said, but it's just, they weren't, like, all there, and they, I guess what had happened was one of the other girls that worked there was having trouble with something, and she just wasn't getting, um, results that she wanted, so she ended up quitting, and I guess the girls asked her, you know, why are you leaving? She's all, because I have, like, no based, uh, reasoning for me to stay like why am I going to stay somewhere if I'm not welcome and management doesn't do anything so like I said like if you're gonna want to work as an RBT or ABA therapist work somewhere where they're gonna you know take care of you and make sure that you know um you're doing your work and stuff like that and also with um, making sure that they take care of you um, in that aspect because if you're going to be working for a company that just doesn't care, then I honestly wouldn't waste your time um, getting involved in a company that's like that. I know for further experience with what I had in the past, like if I were to go somewhere like that again, I probably wouldn't waste my time applying to places like that and especially if you know the company itself doesn't care about the workers so like I said don't bother applying if you think that this company is good or if it's not good if it's good go ahead and apply but if it isn't then don't waste your time also when working for a behavioral health company go on indeed.com and type in the company that you want to work for and i think it shows you the reviews so the reviews are everything too when i look for in a job um really helpful it like kind of makes me decide if i want to you know work there or not because that just says a lot about about like a company like if you don't realize that like i don't want to work somewhere where there's going to be a review on a therapy office that has one star because that's just that's just weird like why would I go and do that (laughs) but yeah um just keep that in mind for next time because there's a lot of girls out there that will do anything to kind of you know push you down on with with what you're trying to you know achieve in life and just don't let that get to you kind of keep pushing forward and I think with me making this podcast especially today um since then like I felt down and stuff so I'm picking myself back up again and doing this because I feel like it's important for people to know and especially women so yeah and also like the behavioral health field like I love every aspect of it with me doing this podcast, you're going to see so much, like, information, especially with what I just read for you for today's show. You're going to have so much information, and we're going to be going along, like, different types of styles of therapy and all this other stuff. So 
I just want to say thank you for tuning into this short episode. Um, with that, I will be closing out and saying thank you for tuning into my ABA mentor. You're listening to my ABA mentor on Spotify and Anchor FM. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast show. Yeah.